You're listening to Wellbeing Connection, the CMHA Manitoba and Winnipeg podcast. I'm your host, James Wellsman. The Canadian Mental Health Association, Manitoba and Winnipeg, wishes to acknowledge that we are gathered in Treaty 1 territory at the crossroads of the Anishinaabe, Métis, Cree, Dakota, Ojibwe Nations, and on the traditional lands of the Anishinaabe peoples and the homeland of the Métis Nation. Hi everyone, it's James, and I just saw a squirrel with a peanut, and that is because I'm on a walk today. And it's really amazing to see all the things that you see around, to mindfully connect with everything that's around you. So as I walk around, I see all kinds of colors. I see green, I see yellow, see the gray of the sidewalk. There's all kinds of things I can hear. I can hear the cars in the distance. I can hear the birds singing. It's a beautiful morning. I can hear the wind going through the leaves. So all amazing things that happen when we decide to put ourselves out there and move more. And I'm inspired by Brandon today to move more. One of the themes of Ride Don't Hide 2021. Without further ado, I'd like to introduce the topics for today. Today, we have an update from Brandon. We have an interview with Executive Director of CMHA Manitoba and Winnipeg, Marion Cooper. She'll be talking about the eight dimensions of wellness, specifically this episode, financial wellness. And so we'll be talking about some of where the money for Ride Don't Hide 2021 is going, the impact that these programs have on thousands of youth across Manitoba. We'll also be chatting, me and Brandon, at the end of the podcast, just about the various things that have come up during the interview, during our week, and yeah, just a little lighthearted chat. So I hope you really enjoyed today's podcast, and without further ado, here we go. None of the content in this podcast is intended to replace the advice given to you by your medical team. If you are in crisis, please phone the Manitoba Suicide Prevention and Support Line at 1-877-435-7170 or text CONNECT to 686868 for the Kids Help Phone. I'm here again with my co-host, Brandon Friesen, Ride Don't Hide 2021 ambassador. Every week, he'll be providing an update on his training regimen and how it's going with his Ride 330 challenge and all the preparation that goes into it. So welcome, Brandon. Hey, James. Thanks for having me back. So tell me, Brandon, how's your ride going so far? How's the training going? Yeah, so it's been going pretty well. I've got friends in different parts of the of North America and they're always wondering, why aren't you riding outside today? And you really got to get creative, I think, when you live here. So, um, But when I have been outside, I've been really enjoying doing the rapid transit route uh, that kind of goes from uh, Harrow, connects at Harrow. Um, there's, a, there's a rapid transit uh, road for just the buses and then to, to to the side of that is actually like a bike and walking path. It goes pretty far and uh, it's nice, smooth, uh, smooth road there for you to ride on. So uh, I can usually pick up some good speed on that. So I really have been enjoying heading out to uh, to Bird's Hill too. There's a nice loop there. So uh, that's just a really safe, safe place. And uh, you kind of get a good mix of uh, hills and inclines and declines. So uh, those have been two of my favorite places. Um, sort of outside, but I'm going to expand that and continue to check out other areas of the city because I know we have such great bike routes here that 
Um, they've really developed those uh, in the last little while. So it's certainly improving. I don't think it's, I think there's always room for improvement in Winnipeg, but uh, that's kind of comes with the territory sometimes. So, um, but yeah, and otherwise I've been doing some stuff, uh, some stuff virtually too. So um, setting up a bike trainer in my, uh, in my basement and uh, I use a, I use like a video game riding program called Zwift. So it, it puts me in different parts of uh, the world. So I can be riding in Europe or I can be riding in Australia and, and it's just like cool virtual ride where I, I ride with other people around the world. Um, and so it's kind of neat because it, it, it shows, you know, we're, uh, it, it's showing like my, my wattage and my power that I'm putting out and, and stuff like that. So it's just this really cool training. So uh, I'm actually doing a training program with that. So trying to, it's kind of a, an, like a workout exercise routine. That I'll be doing for about five weeks ramping up. So that's kind of my virtual ride that I'm doing. So it's kind of the intent is that it's to, to raise my, my, my power and my, my strength and my legs and, and that ability to just go, go long distance. So, um, cause it's not necessarily in this ride, it's the 330 ride, it's not necessarily about, um, kind of my ability to do these quick sprints. It's about this, in, this endurance section. So, uh, I'm really just kind of trying to prep my body for an endurance side of things. So, uh, that'll kind of come with, uh, that kind of comes with a whole, maybe a bit of a different approach. So a lot of people can, can pump up some speed really quickly, but it's a matter of, can you sustain something at a reasonable pace so I can get to Hecla at, uh, at a reasonable time? Cause I want to be there for dinner. So, so important for sure. <laughs> I definitely agree with that. I really connected too with just how important it is to have the different modalities of riding so whether it's riding outside riding virtually making it fun with the game yeah you gotta just kind of do you gotta mix it up a little bit um you know i, I like doing this kind of ride game and i think i'll we'll we'll be uh we'll be posting a blog and maybe i'll get some photos for you james so i can i can share kind of a little bit about what that looks like um but yeah you got to be able to switch it up a bit and i think like um you know for people that are looking to do their rides and uh looking to kind of say like oh what can i do like there there is a lot of uh there's a lot of really cool trails in winnipeg and some that like you know up until end of last year i didn't even know this rapid transit trail existed so um there's these hidden sort of gems sometimes in the city so um and i think uh, i think just kind of we can post some of that and share some of that so when people are trying to think of oh like what kind of ride can i do how am i going to ride my way um you know i think uh, just kind of get creative like google maps check out some routes and i think we'll post some cool uh, map routes uh, here some ideas on our blog so i uh, should be able to find you'll see the link with this with this podcast so um yeah we'll try to try to help help some other people with with their rides and how does this feel on the day-to-day -day? do you feel that you're getting stronger how does it feel outside of when you're training yeah so part of how i'm like gauging my my strength training is actually through this 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 program that i'm on uh when my virtual indoor bike trainer and so i'm really trying to gauge to see sort of uh, am i raising what I, what's called my ftp which is my functional threshold power so um, I'm a little, I'm learning about this. Um, like I said, I'm pretty novice, but this just kind of means what this means is like, how, how powerful are you? And like, and kind of how, how much can you sustain for like an hour kind of thing? Um, and so what I'm looking to do is I'm looking at, can I, can I kind of increase that overall kind of power output that I can, what's the, what's kind of the, what can I sustain for an hour? So I'm trying to see is that increasing over the time? Uh, and so far, I am noticing that I'm increasing, I'm getting stronger. So, um, but yeah, it's just taking, it's just, it's for sure taking a lot of time and dedication and, and just kind of, you know, 
a lot of mental <laughs> mental prep too because some of the rides i do you know you have to really book a good hour and a half of your night to just be able to sit on that bike and and uh sweat it out so <laughs> yeah and when you think of the context of why you're doing this too you're riding for youth mental health funding these incredible programs that help so many thousands of kids how does it feel as you're doing the training connecting with that yeah you know when you were when you're on the bike for an hour an hour and a half or you're outside for an hour to two hours or whatever that may be you do have a lot of time to just start thinking of of why I'm doing this. And, and, and that's a really motivating piece is that, you know, when I'm really hitting a hard stretch and there's many days where just my legs just want to give out. Right. And, um, and so it's really nice to just sort of think back, think kind of calm myself by thinking, you know, why am I doing this? Right. And I think about, you know, I have conversations with my neighbors and, and I just listen to stories about kids and, 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 uh, you know, some of the struggles that they're going through within school systems and, you know, and, uh, and I think like, you know, that our having support for the, for our youth is so important. So, um, you know, I just, it, that's a real motivator for me and I, I keep it top of mind. And, and I just remember, you know, like this is, this is, I'm doing one little thing here, um, to really support kind of the future of, of, uh, of our community. And I, and I think it's so important. So, yeah. Pleased to be joined today by uh, Marion Cooper, the Chief Executive Officer of CMHA Manitoba and Winnipeg. So thank you, Marion, for being with us today. I'm really excited to be here. This is the second podcast yeah. and here I am. So yeah. thank yeah. you guys for making this happen. Yeah, thanks for thanks for coming on. It's been uh, a joy and uh, we're really excited to have you here today. And we um, just want to get a little bit of background about kind of what you do and your experiences here. And you could share a little bit about your role at CMHA. Well, I have this amazing sort of uh, privilege to be a part of an organization that is uh, doing such great things in our community. So, you know, in that role as the executive director or the chief executive officer, I get to um, uh, support our team, but also um, ensure that we have the resources that we need to be able to do the good work in our communities. So, I do a lot of work connecting with funders and supporting those important relationships that help us do the work that, you know, our community needs from us. So that's one of the dimensions of my role. Uh, I also get to, um, you know, be a spokesperson for our organization. And really what that is, is being able to speak about the amazing teams we have and all of the services we provide and the kind of impact we're having in the community. So I have a pretty cool job. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty awesome to be able to, to share all the great things that are going on. And, and uh, yeah, that's... Uh... So Brandon and myself have uh, worked over the last couple of weeks to put this podcast together and really promote Ride Don't Hide. And I want you, if you can, Marion, to speak to the importance of this fundraiser. Well, Ride Don't Hide is really our only fundraiser that we do. And so it's become a real signature event for us. And we're really proud to be a part of, you know, the only national ride that happens across Canada and to sort of join forces with all the CMHAs that are a part of this movement to raise awareness about mental health, to raise funds to support programs that really are critical in our communities and to also use this as an opportunity to really try and, you know, um, get that conversation going in everyday situations. We have Mental Health Week, but Ride Don't Hide 
is right up there in terms of really making that conversation strong and building those connections in our community around mental health and being a part of something that really does um, lead to funding uh, resources that are critical for our communities. We have a goal, fundraising goal of $100,000, and it's going towards youth mental health. Can you tell us what would $100,000 for youth mental health mean in our community? Well, I think it's an awesome goal. I, when I first heard that, I, uh, I, I'll tell you, I had goosebumps. I was really motivated yeah. and challenged uh, to, um, to kind of make sure that uh, I support this team to make that goal happen. But that kind of resource, that kind of money makes a huge difference at CMHA. As a community-based nonprofit, we have funding sources and um, there's some of our work that doesn't have a funding source. We do have some funding for youth mental health, but not nearly enough. So uh, each year, over the last couple of years, we've dedicated the funds that have been raised for Ride Don't Hide to youth mental health. And this year, if we can raise 100000 that will knock, knock it <laughs> through the roof, right? Um, it, it, it couldn't happen at a better time. Our young yeah. people are needing resources uh, and the need has grown over the last year. Whether we're talking about young people who are connecting to our bounce back program or living life to the full or our school-based programs like Thrival Kits and Speak Up, young people uh, are ready for um, education around mental health. They're ready for resources to support their resilience. And many young people have been struggling during this time. You know, mm-hmm. with the pandemic, uh, social connections have been severely interrupted. Mm-hmm. All of the things that, you know, maybe we look back fondly on our adolescence or our youth that we've taken for granted have sure. not happened for young people. So when I think about what we've been able to do to respond to the need, whether that's, you know, that high school student who's in grade 12 who had plans to go to university. And now they're kind of wondering, well, what should I do? I'm finishing high school, but do I go to university mm-hmm. and do that online? Or do I wait? You know, what's next for me? And what they're saying to us is I need some mental health resources. I need someone to help me through this difficult transition of figuring mm-hmm. out what's next. So that's one example of how our youth mental health programs can support young people during that very critical transition. Mm -hmm. Uh, We also do a lot of work around engaging post-secondary settings, universities and colleges, where young people transition to. um, And, you know, they're asking for supports and we wanna be there to support them, but we can't do that without these resources. So Mm -hmm. this is a critical fundraiser for us. Yeah, you know, that, that stage of those lives, whether that's maybe you're in high school or transitioning to post-secondary, that's already a really challenging time of someone's life. I couldn't imagine. And then doing that, you know, going going through that during this time of a period of someone's life with a bit of a lack of connection, a lack of support sometimes. So having that would be would be so crucial. And it can be things like just creating space for people to connect with other young people going through a similar life transition or a challenging experience. Uh, So we've been trying to create more Zoom communities to bring young people together to Mm -hmm. make those connections. And, uh, you know, that's been an opportunity for us to be innovative and um, show how we can really meet needs. But we need funding for that. We haven't really received the funding uh, that uh, can really get us uh, to the finish line to support young people during this very difficult uh, period of time in our community, in our society. Yes, absolutely. So these funds, I know that they support thousands of kids. Thousands of kids will get the resources that 
they need to be able to develop positive mental health coping strategies as they move through the different stages of their life. Next question I have is, what takes your breath away about the services that CMHA is currently offering? What a beautiful question. Uh, lots of things take my breath away. And uh, I think what has um, been really beautiful recently, I was uh, connecting with some um young people, young professionals who've just come into their career as, you know, helpers, um, people working in mental health and addictions. And I asked them, well, what got you started on this? And this one fellow said, well, actually, um, I, in high school, I listened to a, uh, what was called mile five at the time, which was our speak program, um, to one of the speakers who came into my classroom. And I had that experience you know, in high school to have gone through that program. And then I became a speaker because this was a fellow who had struggled with anxiety and, and addiction issues. And that then helped him in his recovery journey that then landed him in this field of helping others. And I remember feeling at that moment such pride, first of all, that CMHA had that kind of transformational impact on an individual. And now that person is giving back in such a beautiful way. And isn't that the kind of cascade that we're trying to create, right? Where we, you know, you know, get information out to folks, encourage them to seek the help that they need, be there to be that resource and support people to develop the skills, and then they're ready to help others. And if we can just keep making that happen, that's, that's about creating a community that really supports and cares for one another. And through the Ride Don't Hide campaign, one of our main focuses is giving back. So can you, Marion, speak to what's the importance of giving back? How does it help someone's own mental health and how does it help the community as well? Well, giving back is, is really, I think there's so many parts to that. There's giving back in terms of, um, you know, making a donation or uh, contributing your time and your talents. Uh, and Ride Don't Hide is that kind of opportunity. When we're doing that fundraiser in person, people come out and volunteer and they give back. People get out there and raise funds. People build a team and show up for the ride. So you can still do all of those things during this virtual event. Um, but giving back can happen in so many ways. Uh, when we think about the power of peer support, well, the heart of peer support is giving back. You know, my life has been saved because of peer support, uh, not just the peer support that I received, but also the peer support that I gave. And, you know, I, I ha have witnessed that in my own life. And as a result, it's allowed me to get to a place where I can also give back financially. And it's the small gifts and it can be the big gifts. Uh, we need them all. And there's something really amazing when we can come together and, um, see sort of, you know, that donation um, get amplified by the spirit and the energy that comes with being a part of a community that's trying to make a difference. So um, giving back can happen in many ways. And what we would want to encourage people to do is to just give in whatever way you can and uh, to, uh, to do that and to open up your heart to also receiving. Uh, and maybe giving back is also just being a leader amongst the Ride Don't Hide team and motivating, motivating those around you too. So what's, uh, what's one wellness tip that you have um, that you've maybe developed over the last year um, that you'd like to share? Sure. I mean, I have ne I've never been someone who watches TV a whole lot. And, 
you know, lots of people say, oh, did you see this movie or that movie? And I'm like, no, I didn't hear about it. And, you know, it's probably a movie that's 10 years old and it's like everybody saw it, but I didn't. And so this year I have watched a lot of TV. <laughs> and uh, actually I set it as a goal to watch more TV. A goal to watch more TV, to eh? watch more TV. I know most people think like, really? But I've succeeded on that goal and it's <laughs> been amazing. Uh, I love uh, lots of TV programs that I've been exposed to over this last year. And I am, I've, I've learned how uh, I was able to reframe it. Cause I used to kind of be a bit judgy. I'll say, uh, you know, around TV watching and thinking I should really be reading a book or I should be doing something more active. And I would really not give myself permission, right. To watch TV. But this year I gave myself permission and it took me a while to ease into it. Yeah. You know, I would feel pretty kind of unsettled sitting there, you know, watching TV. Um, and now I'm just embracing it. <laughs> and I've seen some amazing shows and I've been inspired and I've been challenged. Are you watching The Bachelor or? Uh, well, I yeah. have actually watched The Bachelor. That, that's, uh, that's not some of the best TV shows that I've watched, but I've seen some really great shows. Yeah. Right now I'm watching uh, a, a new Prime, uh, uh, the underground uh railway okay have you guys seen that i haven't no but there's some great tv there's out there. so much out there isn't there but right? it's helped me to to, to tap into a, a new way to manage stress yeah. to uh, also feel connected to others because you know it allows me now an opportunity to have conversation with people yeah. around stuff we've shared we can all watch the same show and, absolutely yeah. So yeah, that's that's been a really helpful strategy for me. So I kind of like that. In some ways, I think you know um, maybe we're hard on ourselves, not letting ourselves enjoy some of those simple pleasures. But that's yeah. kind of a neat thing, you know. You're saying I've just kind of let myself just relax, and and I'm I'm not going to feel bad for spending an hour watching my favorite show tonight. And, or and that's two or okay. three hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Sometimes that Netflix can keep yeah, going, right? Absolutely. <laughs> well, but it's been a gift. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I must say, Marion, that's really inspiring for me too because I've found myself a lot in the same situation where people will say oh have you seen that show I'll say well I haven't seen that show I don't really watch TV or movies but it's about yeah that giving permission to relax and to take that time to do something for yourself that's so incredible and um, it's also about the building connections as you said and when we're talking about ride don't hide and the giving back and the financial aspect, but also just inspiring others to be able to give back in their own way too. It's all about building those connections. And those are the things that are really sorely lacking in this time and that we have to be really intentional about as we move forward. Absolutely. And it is about intention, right? It's about, um, you know, thinking about these things, but also thinking, you know, I can do this and, um, you know, I can, I can make a difference and I can be a part of this. And everybody can be a part of Ride Don't Hide. There are so many different ways to be involved. So we're excited about, you know, seeing more people connect with us through that vehicle, yeah. through that that means, uh, and breaking down those uh, those walls that can sometimes prevent us from, you know, doing new things or trying something that we haven't uh, considered before, like watching TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'll just quickly say that. Uh, Brandon inspired me to uh, ride on my bike the other day. And so you see the ripple effects that come through of uh, this event, Ride Don't Hide. We get involved early and we see the ripple effects of how everyone around us is participating in their way and how it's a personal journey for each person as well. Yeah, I love that theme, Ride Your Way. 
going to include some TV shows now. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Marion, for uh, this incredibly candid and important interview for our podcast. It's We're so honored to have you on and um, best of luck with promoting the Ride Don't Hide event and um, me and Brandon will do our best to to do the best job we can in doing that as well. Well, thank you both for being such great champions for, for CMHA, but for Ride Don't Hide and for sharing your experiences too. Well, James, that was really nice to have Marion Cooper here. It's nice to hear a little bit about where the money is going. So some tangible programs, whether that's our thrival kits, you know, bounce back for youth, uh, peer support, things like that. Just creating some of those connections to help um, help youth through what is already a challenging time. Um, just thinking about transitioning now from high school to university, how hard that would be. Um, and youth are asking for mental health supports. And and this fundraiser is, is part of what's going to contribute to having more supports in place for our youth. You can see the ripple effects of some of the things too. So Brandon, you've been talking about riding 330 kilometers for the Ride 330 Challenge, which is such an inspiring uh, action that it actually inspired me over the past weekend to get on my bike and ride for the first time in a few years. Nice. It was just really good to reconnect with some kind of physical activity. I feel I've isolated myself in a lot of ways out of protecting myself during COVID and sure, yeah. protecting the people that I love. So just being able to go out in a safe way, put my mask up when I'm passing by someone, just ride a few kilometers. Where'd you go? So I'm still familiarizing oh, myself yeah, you're not with from, the- James uh, isn't from Winnipeg, yeah. Yeah, so from Ontario, uh, from York region specifically, uh, shout out to everyone from York region. Uh, so being new to Winnipeg and being a bit directionally challenged, I'm not sure exactly where I went, but it was beautiful and there were trails and it wasn't too busy. The weather was really, really nice. It was really enjoyable. I'm going to be testing how you pronounce some of our street names yet. So, Okay. Yeah. So do you ever bike on Portage Avenue? <laughs> I love Portage Avenue. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Great. Yeah. James Portage, Portage Avenue. Okay. That's uh, there you go. That's that's Portage. your first. Yeah. <laughs> Commit that to memory. <laughs> so, yeah, just reiterate how nice it is to hear some really candid conversations with Marion. Uh, I really connected over the TV piece. And it's not just about, okay, this is something I like to do. I like to watch TV. It's something a lot bigger than that. It's about in the last year, we've been tested with something that can be considered traumatic for the entire world. And how do we cope with that? I was reading an interesting article a year ago about how this is something that can be compared to being in a time of war. And uh, we really have to take those extra steps for ourselves, whatever that might be. And so it's all about that self-reflection, taking a step back and going, is this something that is serving me right now? What can I do to give myself a bit of a break in this moment? What are things I need to do right now? What are things that can wait? There's all the questions that we can ask to be a little bit more mindful. Yeah, it's nice to hear about some intentional things that, you know, it's such as maybe it's a little bit of a simple thing watching TV, but great to hear that, you know, regardless of what it is, do with intention. And if it supports your well-being, it's, it's a good thing. Yeah. And we're all about making connections at this podcast, of course, uh, if the title didn't give it away. 
So we talked a bit about financial aspects of things. So as we talk about the eight dimensions of wellness, one of the dimensions of wellness is financial. And so we thought it'd be great to have Marion on to describe some of some tangible programs that this is going to help, that these funds are going to help. And the tangible realities that these programs are helping thousands of Manitoba students. It's really incredible to hear even just how people have graduated from that and gone on to do great things, giving back and helping people in a similar way that they were helped. Yeah, and and I think you know it's, it's just, so we're talking about financial management and 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 financial wellness. Sorry, and part of that is is having a budget and following through with that budget, and and so we're and we're obviously raising money, so we're asking people to donate. Um, and so part of that is just knowing maybe what is what is a reasonable donation for you. You may you may not be donating as much as as your neighbor or someone else, you know, but that doesn't mean that your donate your donation is, is any less. So whether that's five dollars a couple dollars here and there um, it's all meaningful and all contributes so don't uh, don't feel don't feel like that just because you can't donate as much or you know or maybe you are just donating time and that's okay maybe you're just rallying your community or rallying your team to to to, to raise donations and that that's okay too yeah it's really a personal journey uh, whether it's brandon's 330 challenge whether it's me just intentionally going about ways of exercising that I haven't really done in a long time. It's about intentionally giving back. So as I was doing that, I was able to spend some quality time with my girlfriend and reflect on how nice it feels to go outside and be in the sun and have the sunlight on you, fresh air. There's so many ways that we can give back that are not just purely uh, about the funds. And I can speak a bit about this too, the budgeting aspect you're talking about, Brandon, because in my own lived experience, I struggled a bit with budgeting. Sometimes if I was getting a bit too into things or obsessed with things, I might end up spending money almost to click the buy button before I can think twice about it and just think, okay, well, I've got this thing now. And when I look back, a lot of the things were maybe a bit too impulsive and a little less intentional. So whether it's setting up a budget, something like that, there are a lot of supports as well at CMHA that can help with that sort of thing. It's employment mm -hmm. supports. Uh, there's a lot of different resources out there that can, you can connect with to learn more about budgeting because it really adds so much to your wellness to be more intentional with whatever you do and whether it comes down to you being able to donate just a dollar or whether it comes down to this is something that means so much to you and you have the ability to afford it that you're giving something that's a lot bigger in number but it all comes down to the spirit behind it and we're just trying to inspire as many people as we can to to get that spirit and to give back in a way that really means something intentionally to them. Yeah, I like that, James, kind of thinking about what is being intentional with with the donation, being intentional and, and being mindful of your own budget and, fin and financial wellness. That's uh, such an important part to our overall wellness, for sure. So thanks for sharing that. I have one more question about your ride. Something I'm really curious about being a musician myself. <laughs> okay. What kind of music do you listen to when you're exercising uh, and training? 
You know, I think some people might laugh at this a little bit. I don't know, but it works for me. So whatever. Um, <laughs> you know, I can do I can do a full hour and a half uh, ride uh, and I can be listening to hot country <laughs> the entire time. Some people really like the fast paced music. Um, but, uh, you know, surprisingly, I've been able to use that uh, for an hour and a half and it doesn't. Uh, I, I like it. So um, but, you know, I, I have I have put on Justin Bieber before. I have done some some uh, good variety. So uh, you, you have a lot of time listening to music. So really, it's kind of just you got you got to got to plow through some playlists at times. So um, but I'm not sure how many other people would listen to country throughout a throughout an hour and a half ride. <laughs> you know, whatever works for you, I got to say. Uh, and then my personal connection, I hear Bieber and wow, just if you're talking about learning to control your breath while exercising, I mean, Justin Bieber's vocals, you can't, <laughs> really, you can't say enough about that. <laughs> and yeah, it's really such an important thing to be able to find a way to train that works for you, whether it's listening to music, whether it's having a powered TV that when you're on your stationary bike, the TV's powered by it. So that concludes today's episode. Thank you, Marion Cooper, Executive Director of CMHA Manitoba and Winnipeg for sharing your insights. Thank you everyone for listening today. Thank you, Brandon, for being such an amazing co-host. Be sure to like, subscribe, follow, whatever your podcast platform of choice demands. Be sure to share this with your friends. Be sure to join Brandon's team at the links below. Thank you. I'll see you next time.